Hello, Foz Culture Club family. Welcome back to Cultivate, the ultimate LGBTQ plus fitness podcast. How have you all been? Firstly, thank you for all the love on the podcast that I did with MJ last week. I had so many messages from you about how much it resonated with you and how many tips you picked up to help your training in relation to your own neurodiversity and navigating your journey into movement. So that made me very happy. I went to see the Barbie movie last week and it was great fun. And weirdly, it has been a topic between me and all my one-to-one clients because we've all been going to see it. It was so good. And what's weird about it is I never actually expected myself to get really excited about it. I do, however, absolutely love Ryan Gosling so much. So maybe that was partly why. But as a kid, I did have some Barbies, but I was more like a Playmobil and a Lego person. I definitely had one Barbie and I also had a Cindy (laughs) that you could put in the bath and her arms just went round and round and round and she kind of did some sort of forward front crawl butterfly stroke around the bath, which was great fun. But I didn't have a lot of Barbies at all and it wasn't because I was like a tomboy or trans. It was literally just I was a Playmobil person. However, after seeing that movie... I would really, really like a Barbie, and that may sound really weird as a 32-year-old person. However, it just looks so cool. Like, all the different options you have now, it's not just thin, white, blonde Barbie. There were plus-size people in it, and I really went into the movie not thinking I would see a lot of body diversity, and albeit there wasn't loads, but there was a bit of body diversity. And what I really, really loved is that one of my role models as a teenager was in the movie, and that was Sharon Rooney, who you might remember from the Channel 4 season, My Mad Fat Diary. And I loved that show so much. And that was maybe the first ever time that I had seen a main character a woman in a fat body being represented on a mainstream show. And I I can't remember if that was around a similar time to Sugar Rush, but those two shows in the years that they came out probably had such a huge impact on me. I was so happy to see her in it. It was sick. Anyways, I won't go into any spoilers in case you haven't seen it, but it was cool to see the tiniest bit of body diversity in there. Even if there wasn't loads, it was actually more than I expected, which absolutely shouldn't be something that impresses me that there's a bare minimum. But in the world we live in at the moment, absolutely anything is a win showing different bodies in a movie like Barbie. There was also a trans Barbie and yeah, made me very happy. Anyway... The last three weeks of my working life since I got back from my holiday that I raved about in the second episode have been a lot and it's definitely felt like a bit too much at some point. I've been switching all my one-to-one clients over to my new app, which is absolutely killer. We're all loving it. And then I've also been running the Cultivate trial. I started the podcast. So I've got all these new things coming into my routine of my everyday working life and I've got to adjust to all of these, which brings me to our topic today. And I've aptly named today's episode, I am sinking into a fake plastic Barbie pool, which for the start of this week and maybe a few days last week, I absolutely felt like I was. So today we're gonna talk about what happens when we overcommit ourselves and just completely fall off what we call the wagon, I guess, because it's so overwhelming and you feel like you're in 
far too deep to get out. And a lot of the time we all use this phrase, I'll get back on the wagon on Monday, I'll get back on track on Monday. And a lot of content creators, especially in the fitness and nutrition industry, will never show you those days. And if those coaches are saying that it doesn't happen to them, they are absolutely all lying. And it happened to me the last few weeks. I absolutely overcommitted myself. I kind of fell off a few of the habits I usually like to make consistent in my life. And I thought it would be cool today to talk about it with you. So when you're in a really busy period in your life or you've maybe overcommitted a little bit, you're having a very intense week, month, year, whatever, you can often find that you're in far too deep to actually do the normal acts of self-care that usually make you feel good. And the weeks that we find a bit more normal, and I say normal in inverted commas because no week is ever really normal. Something always captures us unawares, you know? So I always talk about with my one-to-one lot, having an element of flexibility in our planning and organization, because what we don't want is to sack everything off for the rest of the week when it does get too intense and say, oh, I'll get back on track next week. And the main problem I see as a result of people overcommitting is when it hits people, they tend to feel like if they miss training sessions or if they eat a takeaway because they've had a really busy time, that they've just ruined their whole week. So they are way more inclined to just miss the rest of the sessions and get back on the wagon next week. Back on the wagon again, in inverted commas, for anyone that's not watching on video. And as a coach, I've really grown to hate the term getting back on track, mainly because when we think about it, what even is back on track? It's that term that is just associated with diet culture with diet, with exercise. I think that's why I hate it. Despite it being an absolutely valid term for getting back into something that you haven't done in a minute, that's all it is. But I think a lot of the time, because it is drenched in diet culture, that's maybe why I get a little bit of a nick from it. I think the other reason that I really struggle with hearing people talk about getting back on track was when I was trapped in an eating disorder and diet culture was ingrained in my every being, Every time I messed up, I would say to myself, I'll get back on track tomorrow, I'll get back on track next week. But the reason I was messing up in the first place was because I was overcommitting from a work perspective, but also from an expectation perspective of what my goals were with my training and my nutrition. So when we've overcommitted from all angles of our lives, we can feel like we've completely fallen off the wagon with every habit we're trying to hit consistently And usually that's things like eating regularly, training regularly, having protected time for yourself, and it all just descends into chaos and we feel completely out of control. And that can lead us into a place where we either burn out and sack off everything, then go into another week just feeling frustrated or like we've let ourselves or other people around us down, which isn't what we want. Or it can lead us into a place where we might just actually think of things that we need to give up because something has to change. But a lot of that time, that definitely doesn't have to be the case. We just need way better boundaries. We need to set realistic expectations and to be self-aware of what we can actually take on and self-aware of the things that we need every week that make us feel good and give us that protective time to show up and be the best version of ourselves. And I know that sounds cheesy, but unfortunately it is true. When I was an illustrator and a musician full-time, I would say yes to absolutely every opportunity because I thought that that's what I needed to do to have my career progress. And I was also absolutely broke as fuck and needed to get paid. However, I literally put everything in everyone first and ended up either stuck at a desk constantly, eating convenience foods, junk foods, getting absolutely no sleep, 
never moving my body and just as a result of all of that feeling crap or I ended up on a tour I really didn't want to be working on or that I really didn't want to have to take with a bunch of design work to do at the same time. So again, absolutely no boundaries and I felt like I never had any control of my life despite the fact that every decision that I made was my own and I was in control of in the first place. I never ever thought about saying no, but I realised that I could and you absolutely can too. And this isn't me about to go into a big motivational speech, I promise. You can very much say no to the diet culture part of your brain that is ingrained in us that says you can't eat a takeaway today when you get home late and there's no food in the house. And maybe that wasn't your plan. Maybe your plan was to have some meals prepped or do a food shop. But sometimes the plan doesn't always go according to plan. So we got to do what's best within the moment. You can say no to telling yourself that you're going to train six times a week and just do two because you're busier this week. And doing those two intentionally is far much better than missing all six because you are so overwhelmed by the amount you've got to fit in in such a small amount of time. You can say no to a social event that you know if you go to it, you'll end up having no time to yourself because you've already been out multiple times this week. You have the power to say no to all of that if you want to. I think I've realized a lot in the last year that when I overcommit myself, I'm already too far in when I notice that I have. And the things that usually slip for me are things like drinking enough water, getting outside time, managing to get away from my desk at night to hang out with my dog and my partner and watch a ton of trash TV. Other things are like preparing a meal from scratch, getting sleep because my brain just works overtime. So no matter how tired or burnt out I feel, even if I get to bed early, there is too much going on that there's no way I'll be able to sleep. And obviously the last one is that less training sessions happen, which for me is even worse because I tend to just not be able to function if I don't take time away from work in the middle of every day to train, which is my usual routine when I'm at home. But when I found that I actually set better boundaries and more realistic expectations of myself in those busier weeks, that none of the above actually happens because I feel way more in control. If I preempt a busy week, I can plan my meals, my training, my dog walks, my chill time around the busy week. But also, if it does get to the point when I'm at the start of the week and I feel like, oh, I am unrealistically busy with social plans, work and training, I know something needs to change the coming week after because I don't work well when I've overcommitted. And I'm no use as a coach, as a partner, as a dog parent, as a content creator. I'm no use to anyone, including myself and everyone around me. So as I mentioned at the beginning, I've had a couple of times in the last few weeks where I definitely realized I have overcommitted myself. I had two really long work days on Monday and Tuesday that I didn't really consider would affect me that much. I was like, oh, well, it's only two days. How bad can it be? But two days off the back of two very busy weeks is a very different flavor. So I got home on Tuesday evening feeling absolutely mentally exhausted with such a bad stress headache that all I could do was drink a glass of water and get in bed. So despite five years of all of that self-work, there are still times when I do this and I'm sure there will still be times in the future where I do this. However, I did come home that night and was like, I am never letting myself work two days this long in a really busy period of my life and my business ever again because I never want to feel like that again. So even when we do make those decisions, and it might not have been the right one in hindsight, it wasn't for me, it's important that we own the decision we made at the time and we move on from it and we learn from it. 
Owning our decisions is something I've been talking with my first culture club one-to-one clients with so much recently. Owning our decision to skip a workout, to order in when there's already food in the fridge, our decision to go and see the Barbie movie five times in a row because we loved it so much. And yes, we might feel tired, but we're owning it and we're not letting our weeks descend into chaos because we had a few busy days and late nights. So this week, I am personally owning that I overcommitted myself at the start of the week but that's not going to make the rest of the week a write-off and I'm not going to sack everything off and start again and get back on track, again in inverted commas, on Monday. I won't need to get back on track and the reason that I don't need to get back on track is because my track changes every week and I am okay with that and I will continue to adapt and be flexible and not panic if stuff doesn't always work out the way I intend it to. And this is what we talk about day to day in Fuzz Culture Club. This is one of the most important things, adapting to situations and flexibility, because that's where we get our sustainable results from. That's where we get into our nice content place where we feel like we're in control of our life, not the complete other way around, where we've overcommitted, we're overwhelmed, and we feel like everything that we're doing is actually owning us instead of the other way around. So if you're listening to this today and you feel like you're regularly overcommitting with work, your social life, your training expectations, your nutrition or self-care and productivity expectations, it might be time to regroup. And no, that does not mean starting on a Monday. It means owning your choices and your decisions and it means cracking on right now. The last thing that I want to share with you was like a cool thing that got posted in a group chat that I was in recently. It was about thinking of your day as four quarters. So that means if one quarter doesn't go right, you still have three more quarters to show up for yourself in and run smoothly. So if, for example, you wake up, you've slept through your alarm, you've missed your planned workout and you get to work late, you still have three more quarters of the day left to succeed in and you don't need to sack off the rest of the day or the rest of the week and so on. If you are one of those people that starts again every Monday, I want you to think about reframing that this week and just pick it up and go today because you can and you don't have to wait. There is never ever a perfect time to start something or to start again with something. You've just got to pick it up and start in the first place. So that means no more back on track on Monday, no more back on the wagon on Monday. That just means owning whatever decision you made and cracking on in the best way for you that's going to serve you. And so on that note, I'm going to leave it there. Before we wrap up, I've got one-to-one spaces from August. So if you fancy joining the team, I would love to have you. If you want more details, head to my website, click on coaching. Everything is on there. And I've got an online application form if you are interested. The podcast next week is a really fun one with my friend Tyler. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it does rhyme with mosh pit. Does it? Actually, no, maybe it doesn't. It doesn't rhyme with mosh pit, but it rhymes with moss pit. I think that's the best I can do. All right, shut up, Lucinda, end the podcast. Take it easy, everyone. I'll see you in a bit.